I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the bull, WRNF's Kinston. You know, uh, uh, Brent Musburger said my name there, right? I know, Brent Daddy. <laughs> Brent Daddy. Richard heard that yesterday, too, and he he said, dude, it's a good day. If, I, if I'm down, Mike Martin, you know what I, all I have to do? Just play that little sounder right there and hear Brent Musburger say, Brian Hanks, and guess what? It, it, it makes it sunny outside, and uh, it's just awesome, man. Hey, listen, uh this is today is Wednesday, January the thirty first, year of the Lord twenty twenty four. This is hour two of episode one thousand thirteen of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, by God, you missed a really fun hour. Uh, as uh, my my good friend Mike Martin and I, we talked about a little bit of everything. More Taylor Swift talk than I wanted to have here today, but it is what it is. Uh, man, I, I think we had more interaction there with listeners, uh, and I've thought about before, and I don't know exactly how I would do it, but I've thought about turning this into a call-in show, you know, oh, maybe yeah, that'd be great. I think it would be, be fun to do that, but then I don't really have a call screener. See, Linda would have to come in here uh, and, uh, and look, Linda's yeah. already ever committed to you as, <laughs> as it is. Look. <laughs> I showed him my wedding ring there. So, yes, poor, yeah, poor Linda is really overcommitted. But if you missed our first hour of today's show, go to brianhanks.com. Listen to the replay here on 960 AM and betonthebull.com as we do every Wednesday here with uh, Mike Martin. He comes in from minute one. He's here from minute one until almost uh, the entire show. So uh, we had a just a, man, just a, a rousing discussion there, man. Talk about an hour going by in 15 minutes. That's exactly what happened there with that first hour. But here in our second hour, uh, Mike and I, we, uh, yesterday, uh, late yesterday morning, we had an opportunity to, uh, do a phone interview with the manager of the San Diego Padres, Mike Schilt, who has, uh, multiple, uh, Lenore County connections. And I got to thank Mike Martin again. San for, uh, connecting Diego. Us. <laughs> the- San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where you were getting ready to go there. Let's let that one go. Okay. Just watch Anchorman. Okay. Right. And you'll know exactly what we're talking about there. But, uh, you connected me with him several years ago when he was, uh, the manager of the, uh, St. Louis, uh, Cardinals. And then this past, uh, what January 12th, we, I, I, Received an honor at uh, George Whitfield's Hall of Fame. And guess who was there? Mike Schilt also receiving the same honor, too. I'm sure he looked at it and went, oh, my God. Brian Hanks is getting this uh, getting this honor. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyway, we uh, uh, I saw him there. I brought up your name again. He said, uh, uh, tell that man I owe him a hug. No, he didn't say that. But uh, but we, we got him back here on the show again, and we you and I had a chance to talk to him yesterday afternoon. And we're going to be uh, feeding into that interview here in about five minutes or so, maybe five, seven, eight minutes or so from right now. Uh, so I, I'm sorry. I've gone three minutes here. I told you to put a pen in it. I've even forgotten now what I told you to put a pen in. Uh, Caitlin Clark. Yeah, the, Go, Caitlin so, Clark. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I watched uh, – I've never been a um, – watcher of women's basketball i just have never um gotten into it but last year you know the caitlin clark effect and angel reese and all of that i watched the national championship game in fact you and i talked about it on the show afterwards and you know this past was this past weekend i watched the the entire fourth quarter of 
the South Carolina LSU game, I mean, shout out to uh, Jock Passleg, yeah, go Cox. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just uh, like they are playing a style of basketball that is more similar to the style of basketball that I grew up watching, and and you know, they're shot makers. They they make shots. They don't miss free throws like you know the North Carolina Tar Heels did last night. Um, yeah, it's fundamentally sound basketball and it's it's been fun to watch and i am curious to see the impact that players like caitlin clark and angel reese will have on the wnba to see if it um grows that uh that league but um but again uh pivot real quick something that uh i think uh needs to be uh, talked about in this episode is uh, last night the uh, Chamber of Commerce had their uh, they did. I'm glad you brought that up. And I was, and, would have, I would have been there if I didn't have the Kenson game last night that I had to be. And, and you know, I think that um, gosh, everyone um, were you? Did you go? I did not. Oh. I did not. But um, you know the the. Recipients last night, um, the Citizen of the Year is uh, another good Presbyterian. I mean, I feel like I say that a lot. Um, Francis Theodorakis. Oh, uh, say that again. Theodorakis. Buddy, I got that one down, dude. I got that one. Um, But, you know, Francis has recently retired from First Citizens, and, you know, she's been so involved in in the city of Kinston leadership and – um, held countless roles and uh, and and her recognition was uh, incredibly well deserved. Um, you know, uh, Brian Kraft, Young Professional of the Year. You know, I don't know. Um, I don't know how many folks are you know familiar with with Brian, um, but that's a guy who is out there working tirelessly to promote Kenston and Lenore County and. You know, he um, he worked with uh, Zach Holcomb and is now uh, sort of transitioned, and but still in the um, the um, prosthetic uh, industry and and internationally now, and um, he and uh, he and his husband Angelo Barrett, great guys and and you know great supporters of our town. Um, our good friend Shaver Person, Ambassador of the Year, did he? Yeah, See, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. you talk about a you talk about a strong year now. I yeah. mean, Shaver's yeah. the last twelve months have been good to Shaver. Yes, they have. Um, but well, he's worked his tail off too oh, because again, oh, the, the thing he I did mean, for uh, the seventy uh, fifth anniversary of Granger Stadium, he worked his tail off for that. Dude, you're bearing the lead here, though. Well, uh, one of my dear friends, that, Tanya and that, Waylon well, Adams. I mean, buddy, you got to save that for last. Come okay, on, man. Okay. I, I know what I'm doing here, man. Yeah. I know that I don't look like it, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Ta- Tanya and Waylon um, recognize uh, for. <sighs> Gosh, I mean, the Duke Energy uh, Citizenship Award. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there are tons of great couples in Kenston, Illinois County. Um, you know, I, I I will always talk about you know Michael. 
Wait a minute, I muted myself there. <laughs> I muted myself there. How about that? Michael and Michaela Mount Martin. Yeah. yeah. Michael Mountain. <laughs> Michael um, Mountain. <laughs> get out there and climb it. Um, but you know, you know, Dan and Kathy sale, um, you know, we could do this all day long. I mean, um the uh the Kellys, Randy and Molly, I mean, what they do for the SPCA, I, I will is amazing. Yeah. It is. And but you know, you name it and Waylon and Tanya are part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to know, um, you know, if this is, uh, Tanya dragging Waylon, kicking and screaming sometimes behind her. Well, did you hear how they did it last night? I I did. I heard that they were both told that the other one was going to receive it. And how awesome was that? Great job on the part of, uh, on the part of the chamber to, to put that together. And, um, but just, just a great night recognizing, um, the, the great men and women, um, that are out there working so tirelessly to make our city and County a better place to live. And, you know, if you mention it, then that, Tanya and Waylon are a part of it. I mean, they are um, just just as as good a people as you could ever hope to oh. uh, to call your neighbor. And well, you know how important Tanya is to Linda and I. Remember, I, she's I, the one that introduced us. I do, and yeah, I uh, introduced Linda I, and I. To she each also uh, gave a uh, tremendous speech at your uh, a rated uh, R speech. It was. <laughs> well, I mean, did, did you hear what John Dawson said about that? And I don't mean to interrupt you, but it, it, we've got to say this. And I love, listen, I love Tanya like that. Uh, she's my little sister. I mean, yeah. she really is. She's amazing. But, uh, you know, uh, John had his young daughter there at the wedding. Uh-huh. And uh, he said he had looked at his wife, and if she'd have gone about 10 more seconds, they were going to have to <laughs> score her out of the venue, man. Uh, but no, but, um, <laughs> You know, it, people like that don't get recognized enough. We don't talk enough about the good things that that this um, that our city has to offer. And uh, just kudos to those who were recognized. And um, well, you talk about somebody that's having another good year. Tanya is definitely that person, Mike Martin. I mean, president of Rotary now. She has, uh, I mean, she's served, like you said, this city in so many different fashions. The SPCA. I the mean, SPCA, she's yeah. heavily involved with the SPCA. I mean, you name it, and um, and they're involved. And yeah. so, you know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, honestly, it wasn't on my rundown. So, thank no, in all sincerity, thank you for bringing that up yeah, because man. I would have forgotten that. And then I would have been mad getting off there because, I listen, I – Dude, I love Tanya, man. I mean, she is just an amazing person. And like you said, I need to meet Brian Craft. I mean, we're friends on Facebook, but I don't think we've actually. Brian's a great yeah. dude. He'd be, I mean, he'd be a great guy to have in sometime. Um, you know him pretty well? I do. Well, I why do. don't we get him on here on yeah. a Wednesday then? Let's work on One that. of these Wednesdays. I love it. Uh, anything else that you want to bring? We'll talk more Super Bowl next week. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're going to have some Super Bowl guests. I mean, we're going to have Terrence Copper back here on the show. Did nice. you see the Chiefs jersey out there? I, I did, I did, I did. Got it autographed. What day? What day is he going to be on? Hadn't decided yet. I was. I don't know. I really haven't decided yet. But he said he would come in Wednesday. Would be a good one. I might do it on Wednesday. <laughs> might do it on Wednesday. But uh, I'm going to try to get Brett Kennedy on, former 
Channel 12. He's a Kansas City Chiefs guy. Now I just uh, probably get Harlan Neal on here. Uh, he's probably the biggest San Francisco 49ers fan that I know. So probably that get him. That would not be a good Wednesday, guess. <laughs> that would Jack, not be a complete check. But next week, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be nice. uh, Super Bowl week. Uh, nice. Might get uh, uh, Tiki Barber back on the show. Remember, I had him on the show uh, several years ago. And you know, well, except I'm, I'm afraid I might have scared him off. I fanboyed out a little mm. bit too much, you know, being a University of Virginia yeah. guy. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope I've not uh, scared him off. But that would be fun to have him on. And uh, But anyway, anything else you want to hit before you get out of here, before we get Mike Shield up here? Gosh, man. It's been a, it, there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm, uh, but I feel like we hit the I feel like we hit the the hot spot. Ho 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 ho. Duke Carolina, who you got? I got Carolina, pretty easy. And I know that's not going to make Scotty's gone. Scott's gone, so we're probably uh, he's on his way to Greenville. If he's listening, he may turn around, and come back, and kick my butt. And I know Jason Bryant's not. Jason's a big. Oh, Jason aware. and his son Connor are big uh, Duke people. I just think Carolina's too good. I think Carolina, and I think even uh, Jason will agree. He said Carolina by 15. I, you know, uh, I, just, I, I think Carolina's going to be teed off. You don't think so? Why, oh, are, you yeah. wink, why I, are you winking at me? I think I, they're going to be teed cause, off. Because I think if if Duke had been playing Georgia Tech last night, there would have been a foul called on that last play. You know? oh, but, <laughs> now, Duke and Carolina get all the calls. All uh, of them. Yeah. Linda's mad at me. Linda just sent me a big what? Yeah, I just – I got to be a you know an unbiased – He's a journalist. I mean, he, I, well, he has I'm a integrity. Small J, well, <laughs> I'm a small J journalist now. I'm not a big J, but – but I honestly, I think uh, I think Carolina's going to win. I think that's what they needed—a kick in the butt to show them they're not, you know, the they they've been reading their press clippings, you know, all the old adages and cliches there, and that's what they needed. They needed a lot. I think if they went into the Duke game Saturday night and were still undefeated in the ACC, they might 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 overlook Duke. There's no way they do now. Nah, and yeah, I think, I think that uh, I think Carolina wins. I'm not going to say 15 like Jason said, but I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable win. I think it'll be eight to ten points, and it'll probably be that way throughout much of the second half. And it'll make me mad because I, you know, I, if I'm not pulling for Virginia, usually I'm pulling for Duke. I like Duke, so mm. uh, oh, dude, I'm not a Carolina guy at all. Who you got? And then we got to we ooh, we got we're up against it. Duke by 12. Duke by 12. <laughs> Very good. Scotty. Uh, you don't believe that, though, do you? Uh, no, nah, that's what nah. I thought. You, you nah, see, I you're trying to reverse jinx it there, dude. And and the gods of basketball, they know what you're trying to do, okay? Here, look, my, my, my hard, fast rule is always bet against the team you root for because that way you never lose. That is a good way to put it. Mike Martin. Thank you so much. But, hey, thank you because you'll be gone when this interview is over with Mike Schill. Thank you for coming in yesterday and being a part of it, too. I appreciate you, dude. Uh, anytime, my man. Anytime. I love it. Well, Mike Martin and I, yesterday, we sat down. Uh, we talked to uh, Mike Schilt. And uh, here is that interview. Welcome back to the Brian Hanks Show. Still here with our good friend, Michael Martin. And uh, Mike Martin, guess what? Mike the, and Mike. Uh, it's the Mike and Mike show on the <laughs> Spence Automotive guest line with us right now. Very honored to have uh, Mike Schilt. He is the manager of the San Diego Padres, and he is joining us, like I said, on the uh, Spence Automotive guest line. How are you doing, sir? 
I'm doing very well. Couldn't be more blessed. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we're uh, doing doing very, very well. Got to tell you, and this is the way I want to start this. Uh, the last time I saw you, we are sitting at the George Whitfield Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame ceremony, and uh, you had just received uh, a pretty prestigious award from uh, from Coach Whitfield. Hey, and that's where I think we'll start here today, uh, Mike. What, what did that mean to you to uh, be in that audience and to hear all those other great people who received awards and to be honored by a legend like Coach Whitfield yourself, sir? Well, Brian, uh, I could ask you the same question, because you were honored <laughs> as well, my man. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you. But what did it mean to you, sir? Well, I mean, I got to tell you, um, I've known of Coach Whitfield. I mean, who hadn't has been in baseball? Um, and, you know, he's obviously been on the, more of the eastern part of the state. And I grew up and started my coaching career in and around the Asheville and Charlotte areas. But, you know, Coach Whitfield's well-deserved, highly respected reputation preceded him. And I'm known of him. And, and then I um, a good good friend of mine and, and former teammate at UNC Asheville, Brian Lancaster, played for Coach Whitfield, as did um, you know, my name is Jim Smart, who's unfortunately passed away. But um, both teammates of them both spoke, you know, super highly of him. And, you know, Brian was with me at the, at the you know, banquet in Goldsboro. So, you know, being honored by somebody with the reputation and the, pedigree as coach Whitfield, um, you know, mean, means a lot. How did he get in touch with you? I mean, that's one of the things and it's amazing year in, year out. He's had uh medal of honor winners that, that he's honored in this ceremony. Uh, Mike, he's had, uh, just amazing people. I mean, I, the, the list is just incredible, but how did he get in touch with you and get you to the ceremony, sir? Uh, Brian Lancaster, my teammate and player played for him, um, in, in Legion ball. And um, Link reached out to me. Say one thing about Coach, he's um, he's on top of it, man. He, he, you know, Link reached out to me um, about a year ago, and and uh, and Coach followed up, and you know, we we've been in contact for for a period of time now. Coach Coach Witt casts a wide net, man. He's <laughs> unbelievable. Like the 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 reach that that fellow has uh, is is always amazing to me, but. But Mike, I want to transition um, to to your new role with the San Diego Padres, which, yeah, you know, I know Brian echoes my sentiments and 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 how happy we are for you to have uh, found a, a new managerial position. So, if I'm not mistaken, your uh, if not if not all of, but definitely the majority of your experience coaching and managing was with the St. Louis Cardinals. Philosophically, do you see a significant difference in the way the Padres operate their organization? I mean, I think every organization has got their own footprint of how they conduct their business. Um, you know, end of the day, it's, it's still baseball. And, um, you know, I'm grateful and really excited for the opportunity to, to manage the, the Padres and, Looking forward to not only a, you know good twenty twenty four, but helping be a part of build something that's sustainable and um, long lasting. And so um, you know it's a bunch of good people that love the game and a lot of very talented people um, that that are very invested in us being us being great. And um, I'm excited to be a part of it. You, go ahead. No, that that's awesome. Um, 
yet a, a little bit of uh, transit. Now, you have been a part of the Padres organization for what, the past three seasons? Uh, two prior to this one okay. coming up. Okay, okay. So this will be your third season with them. Um, you know, and I think for m- most people that follow baseball, even on a periphery, you know, the, the departure of Juan Soto is probably, you know, the thing that 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 even a, a peripheral fan of baseball would, uh, would would recognize. What opportunities do you see for your team and, and some young guys to step in and fill that void that Soto is going to leave? Yeah, well, there's actually, you know, um, some some guys that left on both sides of the ball, you know, Soto and, you know, clearly he's a, you know, going to likely end up being a Hall of Fame kind of generational talent. Sure. So, you know, we're obviously going to miss him, but Trent Grisham went in that trade. Um, which I'll get to in a second. And, um, of course, Blake Snell's a free agent, won the Cy Young. Josh Hader um, is gone, and Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, and Nick Martinez. So, you know, but we have the, – the positive is, you know, A.J. made a trade with the Yankees for the Soto and Grish deal and got Michael King, who we expect to be a, a strong starter for us. Um, you know, Brito, Vasquez, uh, also – opportunity to start for them all three of them good arms great makeup just in san diego talked to them met with them um, really impressed by them we also got um a, a very um highly touted rightfully so prospect in, in drew thorpe um who you know starting double a or triple a but looks like he um has a very bright future and uh will be with us you know maybe sooner than later uh, we'll see about that timeline and then the catcher kyle higgy icioshi um, who will help with Luis Camposano behind the plate. And just a really, um, really cerebral, good player. Um, just has a good way about him. So, Piggy will create some value for us, not only with the bat, but clearly behind the plate as well. And um, so, back to the position player side, we've got some young players that we're, you know, very excited about. Um, Jacob Marcy is a center fielder that won the Arizona Fall League MVP. Jackson Merrill's, you know, really talented young player that uh, is really close to, to, you know, making his debut in the big leagues. Infielder can also play the outfield. Very, you know, a lot of skill sets that allows to help beat the other team. Um, Graham Pauly, who was at Duke, local, you know, fairly local school, uh, left-handed hitter that, you know, had a really good season with the bat and can play multiple infield positions. So, um, yeah, some guys have gone, but this means about opportunity and excited about the group to to see what they've got. One of the things I wanted to ask, and again, that voice you listen to is Mike Schilt. He is the manager of the San Diego Padres. Joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show, myself and uh, Mike Martin. Hey, and in your time at St. Louis, hey, what are some of the lessons that you learned climbing up the, the ladder there and getting all the way up to the top and having a couple of just really incredible seasons there? What are some of the things that you learned maybe there that you'll be applying here in San Diego uh, Mike? Uh, well, you know, I learned it prior to the Cardinal organization. It got very much reinforced to me while I was there. Um, and it's really attention to detail and uh, playing good, solid, fundamental baseball. Um, it, it just, you know, it doesn't guarantee you're going to win, but if you don't, you got a pretty good chance of, of not shaking hands. So, um, and that's why we show up to win the ball game. And, um, but I got, you know, I was taught how to, you know, think about playing the game, how to be fundamentally sound, how to, again, have attention to detail, um, you know, be be ready for any and all circumstances, be, be fundamentally sound to play the game to win. And 
and you know all the nuances that come with that and and uh, if you do that and the group does it and buys in you do it consistently um, again you got a really good chance of shaking hands in the end of a game and you're gonna ultimately get the most out of your club you accepted this position uh, back in November. I can only imagine. And you had, like um, uh, Mike Martin said, you had uh, you know, been with uh, the Padres for a couple of seasons, but still being the man, being the buck stops here guy from November to now as you're getting ready for pitchers and catchers, I mean, that's got to be uh, – it's got to be a whirlwind, isn't it, sir? Yeah, you know, I mean, I do have the experience of having done it coupled with the um, relationships that – are very positive that I've built within the organization, um, clearly with the players, with the, with the staff, and, and with the front office, including the, the player development department. So um, there's a lot. We've got a lot going on. Uh, the group's working really hard to make sure. We talked about being fundamentally sound, buttoned up, making sure we have processes in place that allow us to create structure and, and – um, partner with our players on on what that looks like and the accountability to the standards and so we've uh we've been working awesome 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 um mike i want last time we had you on which was way too long ago obviously but we talked a little bit about baseball philosophy and um you know the the sort of transition from uh the transition to more analytical approach to baseball one of the things that I have found myself struggling with as a fan is starting pitching, you know, a a starting pitching, you know, a good outing now is, you know, if you get five, maybe six innings out of a pitcher and even more disconcerting is, you know, that every sixth day, the bullpen game where you've got, you know, six or eight relievers, how do you how do you feel about you know the way the use of starting pitching has sort of changed and um, you know what's your sort of uh, insight on that? Well, I mean the game has evolved. The analytic um, model is you know it provides us a lot of um, clarity on how to think about things, which is can be beneficial. Um, you know it's a great resource for us to make informed decisions individually as a group, um, game decisions. So, you know, that, that part I, I'm comfortable with and, and use. And, and um, you know, the industry is just – it's a bigger picture um, deal as far as the starters go. I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of the young players that are coming up from an amateur standpoint in general are being developed to, you know, throw hard and, and reach different – metrics, whether it be a spin rate or velocity or some combination of, of measurable. Um, and that's how they're getting rewarded. So point I'm getting at is, is, um, you know, it, it does trickle up and we, we have developed more of a reliever type pitcher coming up than we have the starter. Um, and then like you say, the third time through, can be a real thing. It um, it makes sense. The more time a pitcher sees a hitter, the more comfortable he can get. Um, I, I think that's accurate. I do think it's not absolute. Um, you know, Tony Russo would share with me to make sure I you know use my eyes, communicate with our you know our catcher what he sees. Obviously, include the pitching coach, um, and just watch how the guys perform and see how hitters are reacting to them because. 
you know, if a guy's got his pitches working, he's locating and he's, and he's got his, you know, good stuff and it's a third time through and he still has it and hitters are, you know, having softer contact and not as comfortable, then he, he gets a pitch. Um, if he's starting, the ball's starting to flatten out and he's starting to lose his command and guys are getting good swings, it's time to get the bullpen ready. Right. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I do think it's important that starters go deep because your best bullpen is a is a starting staff that, that goes deep in the games that give you a chance to win and allows you not to not to overuse your bullpen, which you know, it's a long season of hundred and sixty two games that if you do that a lot it, it can add up and it can really uh be a challenge for your for your back end guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm sure having a guy like Yadier Molina behind the plate who uh, is basically uh, a pitching coach slash manager behind the plate doesn't hurt anything. But, uh, you know, as a guy who grew up watching Greg Maddox and Jamie Moyer when they first came up with the Cubs, it was, you know, seven, eight innings and, you know, who cares who came in next. But one one final question for me is, you know, I'm generally a purist, and I, and I like the uh, the the beauty and the feel that the game of baseball always had, and and I always felt like baseball, unlike football and basketball, held true to to traditions a little better. Um, but I do love the pitch clock. How how has that changed uh, the strategy and the way the game is played at the major league level? Uh, yeah, it's clearly changed. I think it's for the better. Um, you know, we want to, we got to listen to the people that pay our, pay the bills. That's the, <laughs> that's the fans, Amen. you know, people Amen. want more action and you can ask why or, um, but the reality is it's, it really is a better game to, to get the guys going. Um, you know, the game's down to about two hours, 40, 45 minutes. Uh, I think they'd like to get it down to two hours and 30 minutes. They're going to continue to look to be able to take measures to do that. Um, you know, the defense improved, which I expected. I think it's common sense. You know, if you guys are out there working, you keep guys engaged, their focus is, is involved with uh, the competition, so they, they're able to make plays a little better. Um, just keeps everybody's attention. It is a faster game, it's, which is which is great. Um, the only downside to it that, um, you know, back to a little bit of the point about, um, you know, pitchers and their development, you know, pitchers now, everything, not everything, but again, generally speaking, the pitchers are more of max effort um, with what they do. And so, you know, we, we have less innings out of our pitchers now and and, um, and more injury, which doesn't, shouldn't equate, but, but does mostly because of the effort level. Um, and then now you're talking about that effort level without its, you know, in, in shorter burst of time in between. And um, I think you're probably going to, going to look up and see a, a potential increase in injury. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Last question here for you, Mike, and I know we're up against it, but I, I, I'd read about the special relationship you'd had with uh, the Padres owner, Paul, uh, Peter Seidler, who passed away uh, just a week before you accepted a job. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to to just talk about your relationship with him and why, why was he so special to you, uh, Mike? Well, I mean, listen, it's hard to capture. Um, it's just, just I mean, what a special human being, you know, clearly the owner of the Padres and, you know, a multi-billionaire in this private equity firm that he started with Eric Asenda, who's now our controlling um, owner, um, day-to-day operations. 
But Mr. Sodor, man, what a prince. I mean, he was um, just pure goodness. He wouldn't, uh, I mean, nothing uh, pretentious about him. You know, a, a heart of love and goodness and care um, that was was completely genuine. And, he, you know, he made time for people, including myself. And it was just a, a, a privilege and a blessing to, to be able to know him and, you know, clearly very, very sad about his passing. Um, and so he's, he's uh, sure, you know, seriously missed. Well, there you go. Well, listen, Mike Schilt, manager of the San Diego Padres, cannot tell you how much Mike Martin and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule right here before pitchers and catchers uh, report. Thank you so much. Good luck. You're, you're going to have a lot of San Diego fans here in Eastern North Carolina this year, Mike. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I always appreciate the support. And, you know, it's a, it's a baseball state, and Eastern North Carolina has always been a, a big, big um, part of um, baseball as part of its its uh, culture. So I'm excited and always welcome the support. Pirates and Padres, <laughs> 2024. <There you> go. <laughs> hey, man, you're such a blessing to so many people, man. I'll be rooting for you hard this year when the Cubs aren't playing. I hear you, Michael. Appreciate you guys. Take care. All right, brother. See you. And I tell you what, again, I uh, really appreciate uh, Mike Schilt. Appreciate Mike Martin for uh, coming in yesterday and uh, helping me do that interview. Listen, thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenson for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org and again thank you so much to beverly jenkins all the folks over unc lenore healthcare we're going to start having uh we did it for a little bit we're going to start having uh monthly visits with uh, folks from unc lenore healthcare begins this coming tuesday very very excited about that about having them in here and excited about seeing our friend beverly jenkins in here too so listen thank you to her thank you to unc lenore healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview this big interview especially right there with Mike Schilt. Hey, let's get John and Jonathan in here. It's not the birthday game. Let's play Who Sang It. Today is Wednesday, January the 31st in the year of our Lord 2024. Am I too loud over there, Jonathan Massey? Not at all, Brian. Am I too loud over there, John Dawson? Good God, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, this is uh, the time we usually uh, play uh, the birthday game, but guess what, John Dawson? What was it five to nine? Five to nine? Five minutes to nine. Oh, <laughs> no, no. You won yesterday, uh, nine days to seven. <laughs> so uh, we decided to play Who Sang It today. That's uh, right. So, uh, you know, it's that game. Uh, tell everybody what. You know what? It's better if you do it instead of me taking two and a half or three minutes to do it. So you tell everybody about Who Sang It. Brian Hanks plays a song. Whoever gets the artist gets the point. Back to you, Brian. Beautiful. I concise. Put it, concise, beautiful. Let's not waste that time, I say. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, the sponsor of this, though, is Goeco Technology, Technology Service, Service Providers. Providers. Uh, good Lord. Uh, 
He does think it's funny, though. Well, he's a smart man. That's yeah. why he sponsors this segment. There you go. Tell us about Goeco over there, John Dawson. Well, if you're going through life, if you're kind of like, it's like fishing in the dark. Every once in a while, something cool might happen. But if you don't have your eyes wide open, you're not going to see it. And since we don't have any copy to go by, and I'm running out of uh, gas right now of pulling stuff out of thin air, I'm going to say if you want to make your business more profitable, you need to go see Jacques Passeleg and the folks down at Goeco Technology Service Providers. You may be anti-technology. You're, you're, you're a Luddite. You think fax machines are the work of the devil. You're, you're way behind. But just get one of the people you work for to go down there, and you'll be making so much money you have to build a second building to put it all in. Back to you, Brian. Well, no, no. I'm going to kick it over to our son, mm-hmm. Jonathan Massey, who knows how to get hold of Jacques Passelet, who, by the way, a damn good American. I just say a good American. It doesn't express how good of an American there he is. There you go. How good of an American is he? He's a bro? damn good American there over there, Jonathan Massey. Tell us about Enjoy uh, that ride can... to school, kids. <laughs> Tell us about how we can get hold of that great American, Jacques Passelet. Mm-hmm. You pick up your phone if you have one. Now, I know some of you troglodytes might not have one, but if you do. Troglodyte? Interrupt oh, oh, a man. <laughs> you pick up that phone and you dial 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 54. Chocolate Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> kind of butchered the number there, but okay. Or you can visit his website. It's at goeco.com. What is goeco.com? Or bucklesberry.com. What's a troglodyte? Yeah. It's a euphemism for caveman. So easy a troglodyte could do it. I like it. I like it. Are y'all ready to play Hussein? God, I miss those commercials. I saw a new one. Uh, yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah, they've got a new one out now. He woke up from a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Arguing with his wife about being called a caveman. Too politically correct to say caveman. <coughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, I went to Sam's Club the other day, and it got me a whole case of Capri Sun. I got apple juice, fruit punch, uh, orange. Y'all want one? No, I'm good. I saw a thing a little while back about them having maggots in it. Mmm. Dude, if maggots taste like this, then I will drink all the Enjoy your breakfast, everybody. (laughs) God with you two. I was about to say it wasn't me. He's the one who brought it up. If I was kidding, I would feel bad about it. I love Capri Sun. Do you like Capri Sun? Uh, As far (laughs) as liquids you drink from a a sack, yeah, they're up there in the top three. (laughs) By the way, Massey, you've got to do, you, you've never won one of these, man. You got to win one today, okay? Okay. Get rid of all the rock and roll. <laughs> God. Well, you don't know rap either. Yeah, well, that's, that's not true. technically music. Either. Oh dear Lord! Here we go. Here's the first one. No. That's you too, Dawson. You too. No, you have a chance here, uh, Jonathan Massey. I swore that was the Edge's guitar. It might be, but he might be playing for somebody else. Just it's, wait. It's country. That old man, that old man, spent his life living off the land. What is a country song had all those effects on the guitar? Come on, Jonathan. Take a one to nothing lead here. Just so you say you don't know so we don't have to listen to this for five minutes. Gonna wait till the chorus? Right, here it is. Get my truck in the dirt in the ground. Hey, 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 hey. All my guns in the. Jingo Whiskey. Jingo Whiskey. Crap. He doesn't know. I don't know. At least throw a guess. Uh, you got a guess. Massey. 
Trace Adkins. I don't know. Toby Keith. Really? Yeah, Made in America by Toby Keith. Why do I have it on here? I don't know, John Dawson. Here we go. Next one. Dawson, Marvin Gaye. Song? Heard it through the grapevine. Album? No one knew greatest hits. <laughs> Motown's greatest yeah, hits. That's yeah. right. There you go. One to nothing lead there for you. Why is Toby Keith on your... I, I really don't know. It must have been a baseball song, I guess. It One. sounds like something you would uh, play during like the Freedom Classic or yeah, something. It might have been. <laughs> Freedom ain't free. <laughs> it's really not, though. Okay. Okay, here we go. You lead one to nothing. John Dawson, next song. Dawson, The Police. Song? Miss Gradinko. Album? Synchronicity. 1983, produced by Hugh Padgham. <laughs> Dude, I love this Recorded song. Recorded in Monster Rat. There you go. Two to nothing. Next song. Ain't no way. At, forfeit at the same oh, time. Turn it up or down? Up. Up, okay. Dude, your ears should be ble- Look at that. His ears should be bleeding right now. Mine are having to hear this crap. You wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't guess it anyway. It's, uh, the name of the song is Delinquente. It's by Faruco Annual, Annual AA and Kendo no, Campo. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I don't even think the people that made the song care. Obviously. Yeah. Dawson, John Lennon. Imagine. Three to nothing. Oh, I know this. Dawson. Go ahead. Just one artist, right? No, it's two. Well, I don't have to name both. Yeah, the main artist both. is Elton John. And? Kiki D. Thought you had me there, didn't yeah, you, sucker? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Don't go breaking my heart. Yeah. Elton John and Kiki D. Is it five nothing or six nothing? Five nothing. We'll say. Sporting Sports Center theme song. Nobody knows that. Just something about you. Well, I'm looking at you. Whatever. Keep looking at me. Just scared now. Right? Don't feel me, baby. Nobody wants to guess. Massey, Justin Timberlake. Ding, 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 who is just uh, getting ready to release a new album. Linda and I are going to try to see him in concert. I love Justin Timberlake. Judge away. I don't care, Jonathan uh, Parrott Dawson. If y'all, if everybody could see the way he's looking at me, if you have such a judgmental look, <laughs> you have an eyebrow. Ra- Ooh, now the other one, and the other one. Oh my God, he's got his eyebrows raised. Hey, and his ears. ears are moving. I can't do that. Yeah, don't do that, Massey. I mean, uh, Hanks, don't do that. <laughs> Five to one. I love it. Hey. <laughs> By the way, would you see Justin Timberlake in concert? No. Would you? All right, get off this song. Okay, I love this. This is Like I Love You yeah, by Justin yeah, Timberlake. Yeah, it's okay. horrible. Five to one, next song. Dawson, Midnight Oil. Song? Beds Are Burning. Album? Is the real album? I don't remember. It's a desert shot of a house is all I remember. Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Six to one. Midnight Oil. Four, I like four, uh, Dream World I like. They've got Don't four, say five. it's over, didn't they do? That's Crowded House. Oh. Same country, though. Did you see that uh, Bono and U2 sang Don't Crack I sent don't. it to you. Oh, yeah. You, you accidentally clicked on it. 
<laughs> it was good. I know. It was awesome. I figured if Bono was in it, you'd actually click on yeah, it. Yeah, I do love Bono. Six to one. Uh, here we go. Next song. Dawson, Steve Winwood, Back in the High Life. Album? Back in the High Life. There you go. Yeah, it is. That's the name of the album, too, Back in the High Life. He opened for the Allman Brothers a few years ago, and that's the only solo song he played. Really? That one. It was all traffic and blind faith, and then that. Seven to one. Here we go. Thank he didn't you. do Valerie? Uh-uh. Dude, I love Valerie. He got run out of there if he was doing 80s pop in the show like that. Dude, did I ever tell you I tried to find a girl named Valerie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's horrible. He's, so on, he's, he's on tour right now opening for... Um, I saw that. Doobie Brothers. Yep. You want to go see him? Eh. Seven to one. Here we go. Next song. Awful 80s cheese um, ballad, I'm assuming. Can't even tell me if it's bad 80s cheese, but 70s cheese. I, yeah, I think it's more 70s. I love this song, by the way. Deep inside we knew our love was true for a while. I'm surprised you didn't. It's a soul band, isn't it? Yes, I mean, I shook my head. I guess radio fo- or yeah. listeners are like, yes, it is a... They probably heard it rattle. Yeah. Um, <coughs> you want to try? No. I'm not going to get this. I want to say... Was that a woman? Oh, is it Earth, Wind, and Fire? You I heard that say, high vo- Dawson, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> I heard Philip Bailey do that high vocal. Yeah. He's the guy that sang Easy Lover with Phil Collins. Yeah. Do you know the name of the song? No. They just said it. After the Love is Gone. Okay. God, I love this song. This is such a good song. Eight to one. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I love, the more I know about him, I like him. I, there was a, I worked with a guy at uh, DuPont years ago who used to go see him every year and raved about him. They toured with Chicago for They're 20 years. They're doing it again. They're doing it this year, too. Mm-hmm. I, I really want – I saw them one time uh, mm-hmm. with Earth – or with Chicago. I want to go see that again. Okay, uh, eight to one. Here we go. Dawson Aerosmith. Song? Love in an Elevator. And it's from Greatest Hits, so I can't remember what album it was off of, so. Uh, Pump. Yeah. I love this song. You're Wait the one. Oh, more than me. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Why are you flashing gang signs to an Aerosmith song? <laughs> the only words you can remember in a verse are oh and yeah. Wait, I know this part. Loving an elevator. Loving it up when I'm going down. Loving an elevator. Living it up till I hit the ground. Oh, everybody, all together. Oh, yeah. I'm not stopping playing until I get at least one O and one O, yeah, from you. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He doesn't do it right there. It's like another minute and a half before they do it again. I think you're right. Okay. Ten to one. You lead, uh, John Dawson. Here we go. God, I love this song. Loving it up. Living it up. Oh, is that what? (laughs) Don't even know the words. Good one. Okay, here goes the next one. 
I'm real. You, no way in hell you get this one, John, as a massive. But you can. Oh, is this a female artist? Fiona Apple, Dawson Fiona Apple. No, it is a female artist, though. He is right. Who's my favorite? You know now. Oh, I know who it yeah, is now. Come on, man. Make Daddy proud over there, okay? She's like Kate Bush Jr. I love her. I've seen her in concert three times. I had a name that popped in my head, but I'm not even 100% sure the name that popped in my head is an actual singer. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just going to say this name just because I'm proud that I remember a name from something y'all talked about in the past. Kim Corns. I know that's not it. It's uh, Tori Amos. Who is Kim Corns and why did that name be? Betty Davis Eyes. Tori Amos. Hanks likes Tori Amos. <laughs> you don't? I'm, I'm not against her, but I'm, like I'm saying. You're neutral. I'm, I'm neutral. I love, love. I don't like her newer stuff, man. And I've tried to really. Hold on. If you've actually listened to it, I'll give you a pass. I have listened to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love Tori Amos. Man. Come on now. Uh, this is God by Tori Amos. Okay, it's still 10 to 1. Here we go. Next one. Oh, it's one of those boy bands. <laughs> Dawson. Is it Dawson? Um, you have like a one in three shot here. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember cool. which one Justin Timberlake was in. They're all the same. What was the one after New Kids on the Block? New Kids on the Block. I don't know. I can't remember. No. Go. You got this, man. Come on, Jonathan. The New Kids on the Block wasn't even in my head for the, one of the three, by it the way. It was like the one after. I know it's Justin Timberlake. Massey InSync. Is it Backstreet Boys? Ah! Well, you were wrong. It's gotta be you. I was wrong. Yeah, it's Backstreet Boys. InSync is uh, Justin Timberlake. I didn't say. I said. You said. I said uh, the one after on the block, Backstreet yeah. Boys. No, you said. didn't say Backstreet Boys. Who gives a crap? It's awful music. It is awful. It's put, eleven to one. Here we go. Pervert. <laughs> Dawson, Guns and Roses. Song. Welcome to the Jungle. Album. Appetite for Destruction. Year. 1987. <laughs> Geffen Records. <laughs> Produced by Mike Klink. <laughs> Written by Izzy Stradlin. Okay. That Mike guy, that sounds like a made-up name. Nah, it's real. It is real. You're insane, man. 12 to 1. Here we go. Ain't no way you either one of This is skip this unpleasantness. This Choppa style by Choppa. Would you have gotten this? <laughs> Massey Drake. Yeah, and it's an explicit version, so I've got to hurry up and get out of it. Congratulations, yeah. 11 to 2. Here we go. Dawson, uh, Lannis Morissette. Album. Jagged Little Pill. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Connell's drummer, drummer played on that album. Did he really? Rob Ladd, yes. Oh, wow. 12 to 2. Brian Hanks is doing the robot for the radio audience. <laughs> <laughs> and when you hear the band, I, you might get this. I, Dawson. I'm going to be so proud of you. Do it. Do it. Is it Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five? No, but you are so close. No. The Sugar Hill Gang. Uh, no. 
<laughs> Eighth Wonder is the name of that song. You're up 12 to 2. Dawson, R.E.M. Song. Um, it's off of Monster. Yep. Not the certain. best R.E.M. album ever. And your mind. Uh, no one else's. Um, Dude, I love Monster. I always skip this song because I don't like it. King of Comedy. Yeah. Oh, I love this This song. is the only song on the album I don't like. It's robotic, and the rest of the album is like a garage record, and this one is like they're singing to a calculator or something. Love this song, man. Okay, 13 to 2. Next song. Yeah, yeah. What you know about that? What you know about that? What specific about that? Dude, you cannot hurt this. I love this song. Brian, nobody listening wants to hear this. You heard our demographic. <laughs> yes, you I heard it. Yeah. I was confirmed what our demographic was, okay. and I was right. So, but he may know this. You well, guess? Let's somebody make it. I stop. know the song, but I don't know the artist. It's been so long. Um, Too loud, dog. Dawson, Tupac. Good guess. No, it's actually a horrible guess. Uh, your turn. I don't know why. Oh, gee, somebody talking <laughs> over a calculator. <laughs> I don't know why Trick Daddy stuff. It's not Trick Daddy though, but it's in that era. Oh, say something. Is it T.I.? It is T.I. Who, who else was on this? Is it no, it's just T.I.? Yeah, this is off the album King, because T.I. was the king of Atlanta, okay? <laughs> so, there you Why? <laughs> Look the way he's looking at me right now. <laughs> That's like legit hate. Get that out of okay, here. Okay, okay, okay. It's 13 to 2. God. Excuse me, Shani. Do you know what? Come on, swing. Dawson, CNC Music Factory. No. Massey, Marky Mark, and the Funky Bunk. Ah. Ding, ding, ding. Congratulations, 13 to 3. You're probably proud you didn't get that one, aren't you? A little. A little, yeah. Third, good job, man. Marky Mark. Song? Uh, good Vibrations. Off the album? No idea. Good Vibrations. <laughs> no, music for the people. 13 what to people? 3. What people? Inhale. <laughs> Here we go. Summit. Dawson. Go ahead. Why'd you stop it? I'm not. I didn't say it. I, damn it, I just showed I you. I knew the, who it was. It, doesn't, it was on Seinfeld finale. It's Green Day. Yeah. Album? Or a song? Uh, September? No. Time of my time life. Time of your life. Yeah, good riddance. Time, time of your life. Off the album? Nimrod. Dude. 14 to 3. Here we go. Dawson, Billy Idol. There's no way in heck you were getting that one, was there? Song? Dancing with myself. Off the, uh, no, I've got, it's off greatest hits, so. Okay. That's 15. 15 <laughs> to 3. Ah, let's, let's play, let's play to 20. Yeah, we're good. Let's play to 20. Our, okay, you said 20 minutes and it's now 21 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have this. Walt Disney? Uh, No, uh, the hit crew. We don't have time for that fifth segment. I want this noted. <laughs> Dawson, Chicago. Album or a uh, song? Saturday in the Park. Ding, ding, ding. 16 to 3. 
Dawson Living Color live version. Cult oh. of personality. Yeah, there you go. 17 Sounds great, by the way. It does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dawson, Johnny Cash. Song? Man in Black. 18 to 3. Oh. You know this. Friday night and the moon is high. I'm wide awake just watching you sleep. I know the song. It's a group, and I can see the guy, the lead singer. Is it not a group? Solo. We ain't got much now. We just starting now. But I, know I think he covered it from a group, though, so that's probably what you're thinking. You want to guess? Yeah. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Dawson Fleetwood Mac. Song? It's from rumors. I can't, it's from rumors. I can't remember. Rihanna. Yeah, that one. Nineteen to three, and this will be the last one. Well, unless uh, our boy over there stays play it. Back. Dawson, uh, Lenny Kravitz. Song. Fly away. Ding, ding, ding. Twenty to three. All right. Got That's your club it. beat again. I know. We'll let this play out. Hey, we did have birthdays today. I know we usually do the birthday game. Want to wish happy birthday to Coach Tyler Bowie over at Kenson High School. To Tammy Davis. She's a long-suffering wife of B.J. Davis. So, happy birthday to you, Tammy. Jamal Kroom, the head basketball coach over at Goldsboro, former Kenson star. Brittany Hobbs Lilly. Uh, we all remember Brittany. Uh, Becky's daughter. Becky Medlin's daughter. Uh, happy birthday to you, Brittany. Hope you're doing well. How about Justin? Justin and Jessica Dunn. Uh, they are uh, twins that played at North Nor High School and just doing great. I'm friends with them on Facebook. They're awesome. Former LCC basketball coach Chris Brown. Today is his birthday. And then Lori Cranford, a fellow Down East Wood Ducks fan, uh, great lady. So how about that? A ton of local birthdays, John Dawson. Mm. So if your birthday is today, like Lori Cranford, uh, Coach Chris Brown, like Justin and Jessica Dunn, like Brittany Lilly, like Jamal Kroom, like Tammy Davis, like Tyler Bowie. Then have a great birthday. Congratulations on your Who Sang It win. Thank you. You may want to just get us through the birthdays once. It's, it's, your lungs are going to collapse. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow as we start the uh, first day of February here on the uh, birthday game slash Who Sang It brought to you by GoEco, technology service provider. Huh? Uh, oh, yeah. In the segment, Brian. Man, this is so much fun. Uh, who sang it? Undefeated. John Dawson never lost uh, a game of that, man. <sighs> what a great show today, man. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on this Wednesday, January 31st edition of the Brian Hanks Show. want to thank again Mike Martin uh, for joining us in our first hour as he does on uh, Wednesdays. And, and then, uh, man, Mike Schilt. From the, uh, from the San Diego Padres uh, for uh, being our big interview today, too. So much, so much fun. Listen, we've got, it, 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 we've got great guests the rest of the week. Tomorrow, we're going to have Antonio Pearl Hardy uh, from the Kansas City Council and a referee. He's going to be talking to us about that in our first hour. Jason Bryant in our second hour. Friday, 
Paul Whittington in our first hour, TGIF with IP, and uh, we'll have another special guest, too, in our second hour. We've already got uh, three days of next week booked, too. Man, I appreciate all you guys. Uh, thank you for everybody who tuned in today and uh, sent us messages throughout the show. I think we had one time we had 12, 15 people messaging me at one time, which was amazing. Have a great hump day. We will see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.